You're about to listen to Grace Pills by Reverend Josh Lai, lead pastor at Caris Center International. Reverend Josh Lai is a preacher of the gospel of the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Be blessed as you listen. Father, we thank you once again for the opportunity to share fellowship. There's clarity of thought. There's clarity of understanding. Clarity of purpose. And clarity of expression. Your word is light. Your word is power. Your word is life. There's accuracy and precision. And Christ is exalted as we submit ourselves to your word. Thank you that we are edified in every way and we have the capacity and the capability to do. And therefore, we shall see results. We thank you, we bless you, alongside with the body of Christ in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. So, we are teaching today, like I began, on my local church and I, part five. My local church and I, part five. On Wednesday, we had the opportunity to go through and dig deep to understand that Adam was a type of Christ. And some of these things that we are doing, they form the very fabric of your faith. So you can understand the word of God and then believe the word of God. And know that the word of God is not fallible. The word of God is consistent. We sang the song and as we were singing, it was very clear in our minds that until you are flooded with light, you can't have a good understanding of your faith. And there are so many things that you'll be ripped off in your faith. So we are doing all of these things to have a good understanding of our faith so we can have a good walk with God. You can't walk with somebody without knowing them. And you can benefit from them if you don't know them. And therefore, if you see somebody worshiping God and they are worshiping God very well, it's because they know God. And there are certain things even God has not required you to do and does not have pleasure in them, but you think he has. And sometimes you can even punish yourself because you don't know him. You think you are pleasing him. So, it's very important to have this good understanding. Now, many of us don't know why we are in church. Why the local church? And that's what we are investigating. Praise God. So, we realize that the church 
started from Genesis. And I gave you a vivid understanding of Christ from the beginning. And that Christ is man. Christ is man. So when he said, let's create after our image and likeness, the visibility of God is the Christ. And Christ was not created when man fell as an accident so that she fell into uh, uh, Mary's womb and then was born and created to redeem us. No, Christ was from the beginning. In the beginning was the word. The word was with God. The word was God. Without the word was nothing made that was made. And he actually is that who made us in his image after his likeness. And we realize that both the word image and likeness complement each other. In other words, we resemble him. We resemble him. All right. And that's why Apostle Paul could say clearly that the man Christ, the mediator, there's one mediator between God and man. The one. The man Christ. Say the man Christ. Say like the man Christ. All right. And so we re realize that the man, mankind, does not necessarily mean male or female. And it has no gender. And so man came out of the man Christ. Man came out of the man Christ. So when we say God is a spirit, yes, God is a spirit. So the father exemplifies the father of all spirits. And you can see a spirit. But God gives us his visibility in the figure of the Christ. And the Christ works by the spirit. So we see the power of the spirit in the visibility of the Christ and his works. So when you see the works of God, you see the Holy Spirit. Working through the Christ by the Father. So, so this God we serve is one God, but in three persons. And that is the revelation of God to man. So that we can know him and understand him. Nobody calls you into a relationship. To mystify themselves. As a matter of fact, when somebody calls you into a relationship, they actually demystify themselves. So you can know them. So he didn't call us into a relationship so that he will confuse us. No. He wants us to know him. Praise God. All right. So, you know, in <laughs> Revelation chapter 1, verse 12 to 15, Apostle John gives us 
a physical description of the Christ in his glory. And when he said that the Christ said, I am the Alpha and the Omega. The man, that Adam saw, is the same man you are seeing now. The man that began <laughs> is the same man you are seeing. So listen, he showed himself in the person of the Christ from the beginning. And then when man sinned, he came as a man with flesh. So that he would redeem man. And then entered into his glory. And the reason why we say he entered into his glory is to bring us together with him. Are you hearing me at all? Look at what John said. Everybody read it. Go. Then I tend to see whose was the voice that was speaking to me. And on turning, I saw seven golden lampstands. Mm -hmm. In the midst of the lampstands. One. Oh, can you see that? Oh, can you see that? Everybody go. Clothed with a robe. Mm -hmm. Read to his word. Uh-huh. And with a girdle of gold about his breast. His head and his hair were white like white wool. Hello. As white as snow. And his eyes flashed like a flame of fire. His feet glowed like burnished bright bronze. As it is refined in a furnace. And his voice was like the sound of many waters. And in his right hand he held seven stars. And from his mouth there came forth a sharp two-edged sword. He's the word, you know that. And his face was like the sun shining in full power at midday. When I saw him. Say, say he saw him. Say like you say, he saw him. Oh, say he saw him. You know, I so believe. And I so have a grasp of this because I've seen it. I saw him. On the 28th March 2012, I saw him. And he told me, go and speak about me. I saw him. And I can see this figure exactly in what I saw. I saw him. I saw him. I saw him. And I can remember Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego saying in the fire, this is like the son of man. He is the son of man because out of him men came. And men are like him. Listen, no other faith can proclaim this, can profess this. No faith. 
No faith. No faith. We know God. We know God. We know God. Praise God. I'm sure now we have understood clearly that until there's a template, you can't create a copy of the same. Hello? So, why we can be sure That we are like him is because he created us in his image and what? Likeness. And until there is an original, there can be a copy. <laughs> until there is an original, there cannot be what? A copy. You are going to see. All the other things were either spoken into be or they were created from the ground. We are the only species created in his image after his likeness. Glory to God. So we are not following a God we do not know. Don't forget that Adam represents three things. A type of Christ. A type of all mankind. 1 Corinthians 15, 45. So also it is written, the first man Adam became a living soul. Everybody say a living soul. Say like you mean, say a living soul. The last Adam became a life-giving spirit. So note the difference. A living soul. Say a living soul. Look at 1 Corinthians 15, 46. But the spiritual is not first, but the soul is. Say the spiritual is not first, but the soul is. Then the spiritual. So the first Adam who, listen, also represents an individual man. The reason why Paul is making this distinction also clear is that there's also that theology that says that Adam was a fiction. It was just the generalization of men. But there was not Adam and Eve in particular. Yes. You know, so Paul is making it clear that there was an Adam who was an individual Adam who was the first man created. Are you understanding me? Is that very clear? Yes. All right. And he says he was a living soul. Say a living soul. Genesis 2.7 tells us that. Is that very clear? What does Genesis 2.7 tell us? And the Lord God formed of the dust of what? The ground. And did what? Breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. Look what man became. Man became what? Say, a living soul. So you see, man became a living soul. So man had the spirit of man. And also had the soul.
I'm taking you somewhere. So you see what man became? A living word. So, so the spirit of man was empty. Man, listen very carefully, has to now believe, say believe, acknowledge where he came from and build his consciousness, his spirit by the same spirit that created him. That's believe. For those of you who have taught, have I taught? Building your consciousness. We are the ones that build our consciousness. Yes. But you are either building it, listen, by your soul or by his spirit. Say so you build it by your soul or by his spirit. Man became a living soul. So listen very carefully. If man had believed he would have now be working by God's spirit in his spirit. So his intellect, his intuition, which is his conscience, watch this, and his fellowship would have been a feed from God into his spirit. But man became a living soul and decided to be independent because the soul of a man is their individuality. That is what makes them an individual human being. And that is what makes them accountable. Because in your soul is where you have your mind, your will, and your emotions, say your mind, your will, your emotions. So listen, the moment Adam rejected the Christ, which is God's spirit to rule his spirit, he started operating from his soul. He was making choices independent of God's spirit. So he started building his consciousness, his conscience, which is in his spirit, the spirit of man. He started feeding it from his soul. So it was rather from the soul to the spirit. Watch this. In your soul is your mind. Write it down. Will. Emotions. So Adam was giving human life. But was to by choice receive the life giving spirit. Which is the tree of life. So Adam would have shown us the pattern. Say the pattern. Oh, say the pattern of righteousness. What is righteousness? 
believing and acknowledging where you came from. God, the spirit of God. And then the spirit of God will now begin to rule your spirit. To feed your soul. And then your body will begin to act according to that. But Adam failed to do so. The soul of man is the individuality of the man. It represents independence and exclusivity. So if you see every soulish person, what they are so, listen, what they are so, so conscious about is their exclusivity. They don't joke with their independence. Well, independence. God, who is God? Who created all things and created man? Does not function in independence. Can you believe that? He said, I never do anything without consulting my friend Abraham. Even Amos says so. He said, God never does anything without revealing it to his prophets. His servants, the prophet. So God by nature shows us interdependence. By which he even tells us to function in. That's why, listen very carefully. When he told us in Philippians 2 that Jesus did not think it robbery. That being equal with God, he will still come and become a slave. That's, he's showing us interdependence. That's why Paul started by saying that we should esteem others better than ourselves. So anytime you see a soulish person, they don't want control. They control everybody. Nobody controls them. And that's what the devil actually told them. You will be a God by yourselves. Independence. Your own God. And that's how come Adam now became the pattern, the reference for the pattern of sin. He was shown the way of exclusivity, individualism, the way of the soul. And that filled his conscience his intellect, his fellowship. So now, the fellowshipping, when you sit with such people, all they are thinking about, what the fellowship is with themselves, how I can be that, how I can do this, how I can, everything must benefit them. That is, listen, so when we talk about the flesh, man, this is actually what we are talking about. 
That is the pattern of sin, the pattern of Adam. So man, the living soul, builds their spirit, their conscience, intellect, and fellowship on the desires of the soul. In other words, the mind, the will, the emotions, rather than the desires of God's spirit. Are you here with me? That was man's problem. So when we say that when Adam sinned, we also sinned. We are not particularly saying that. The moment Adam sinned, his sin became our sin. No. He dealt us the consequences of his actions. But we still have a choice to make in the matter. We have not been left helpless. (laughs) Then if that was the case, then God would have been an unjust God. (laughs) Praise God. So God, who by himself The Christ will come and show us the model of man who works by the life-giving spirit. Are you here with me? Now, we're going to get into Eve as a type of the church. Eve as a type of the church. Now, first, Moses showed us Adam without gender, in whom Adam the male and Adam the female were. And we have, I mean, we have known that he is the Christ, say the Christ. Then again, Adam showed us, hey, Moses showed us, sorry, Adam, the male man in whom the female was. So God created one man. But we can also say that he created two. True or false? One, therefore, is two. And yet the two are one. Because Eve was in Adam. Hello? Was Eve in Adam? Adam represents who? The type of Christ. Is that very clear? Okay. Watch this. So Adam, the male man, was created as Adam without gender. The Christ. 
from whom he was taken. Say he was taken. And that acknowledging his life was taken out of him and believes in his life forever. He can live the reason and mission with him on this earth. Adam the male man was created as Adam without gender. The Christ. Use the word created. You understand it? Okay. In context. From whom he was taken. And that acknowledging his life was taken out of the Christ. And believes in his life. The life of the Christ. He would live forever. And can live their reason and mission with him on the earth. Glory to God. We see that the creation of the woman in Genesis 2, 18 to 24. And in Ephesians 5, 22 and 32. We clearly are told that the woman typifies the church. Now. What we can see is this. God's eternal will is achieved partly through Christ and partly through the church. Say it again. God's will. Say God's will is achieved partly through Christ and partly through the church. Say it like you mean it. God's eternal will is achieved partly through Christ and partly through the church. I don't want us to be focusing upon the work of Christ, like I said, but we'll look at the position the church occupies in relation to the work of Christ. Praise God. So let's look at Genesis 2.18. Everybody say, and the Lord God said, it is not good that man should be alone. I will make him a helper, comparable to him. Hey, I will make him a helper, what? Say comparable. All of these, Moses is showing us something. Da, 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 da. Comparable. Suitable. <laughs> Look at Genesis one thirty one. Break it down. Go. And God saw hmm? everything that He made. Uh huh. So before that, God has said everything He made was very good. Hey, hello. So God said everything he made was what? So is God changing his mind? Okay. Now from this we realize that having Adam alone, or we may say having Christ alone is not enough. Because he created everything and said it was good. But yet he said it is not good for man to be alone. Hey, hello? 
Adam is a type of Christ. Hello? So we are saying, it means that having Christ alone is not what? It's not good. So, <laughs> Moses was telling us that God told himself that having me alone is not enough. I need one comparable to me. Just like the way in culture a man picks a wife comparable to them. He says, I don't want to be alone. I want to share my image and likeness with others. Are you here at all? So his purpose is to have a ruling church, a, a ruling Christ, and a ruling what? Church. This is what God planned for his own pleasure. Say his own pleasure. And truly he has performed it to his own satisfaction. Watch this. Adam, the type of Christ, doesn't want to be alone. He wants his type to be multiplied in the earth. He wants his body to be replicated in the earth. So that all mankind will be parts of his body in the earth. That is the church. So you see, when Moses said, it is not good for man to be alone, and he was actually quoting God. God said, it is not good for man to be alone. Moses was showing us God's intention in creation. Why God created the earth and created man is, I don't want to be alone. I am sovereign. I am God. I have everything. I create everything. I can do everything. But I don't want to be alone. If he was referring to marriage, for which most of us think that, okay, he was just talking about marriage. No, Moses was using marriage as the closest illustration. But Moses was not talking about marriage. Moses definitely would have used that as well to establish the institution of marriage as it is. But what he was talking about, he's talking about Christ and his church. He was not referencing marriage. Marriage was not the first context. I'll prove to you.
Jesus himself spoke it. Matthew 19, 12. For there are some eunuchs who were born so from their mother's womb. Hello? Oh, hello? And there are some eunuchs who were made eunuchs of men. When we say eunuchs, you know, understand? Hey, who, who does he understand though so I can explain? People who cannot function, who cannot give birth. He cannot marry. Hey, hello. Is that very clear? Okay, can we go ahead? And he says, and there be eunuchs, which have made themselves eunuchs for the kingdom of heaven's sake. So he says, there are people who will not marry. Who will not have sex because of the kingdom. And he says it is pleasing. It's acceptable to him. Hello? So, watch. So he's saying you don't have to marry to please God. <laughs> it is not you marrying that pleases God. Whether you marry or you don't marry, he said, you are still in God's will. So it is not established that by force, you have to marry. And when you marry, it means you have pleased God. He said, some will make themselves eunuchs for the kingdom. And he says, it is something that actually is, it, it, it makes them credible. They, because they want to focus. And Paul will say that. As a matter of fact, Jeremiah 16, 12 you shall not take a wife for yourself, nor have sons or daughters in this place. So as a matter of fact, God instructed Jeremiah not to marry. Because of the work. First <laughs> Corinthians 9, 5 to 6. Do we have no right to take along a believing wife, Apostle Paul to the Corinthian church? As do also the other apostles and brothers in the Lord, save us. Or is it only Barnabas and I who have no right to refrain from working? Hello? Oh, hello. So Paul, Barnabas, let me ask, at Timothy, they didn't marry. Paul wrote two thirds of the epistles. First Corinthians 7, 7 to 9, 32 to 35. For I wish that all men were even as myself. Hello. Oh, hello. But each one has his own gift from God. One, of, one in this manner and another in that. But I say to the unmarried and to the widows, it is good for them. Hey, are you here? 
The, the unmarried and to the widows, it is what? If they remain even as I am. But if they cannot exercise self-control, let them marry. For it is better to marry than to burn with passion. Hello? Are you all here? So you can decide to marry because you want to do the work well. You can decide also not to marry so you can do the work well. It depends on you. So marriage is not by force. Hey, hello. So it is not good for a man to be alone. It's not talking about marriage. Are you here at all? He's not talking about marriage. He's not talking about marriage. Look at 32 to 35. But I want you to be without care. Hello? He who is unmarried cares for the things of the Lord. Hello? Oh, hello? So, Paul is saying here, it is good for a man to be alone. Is that not what Paul said? So they can work the works of God better. Is that not what he said? Ah, is that not it? Is that not it? So they can work the works of God better. So they should not marry. Let's go. How he may what? Please who? Wow. So you see, when people don't understand the word of God well, they think the Bible contradicts itself. Because they see it's not good for a man to, 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 to be alone. So it means that, Charlie, by hook or crook, if I don't marry, I can't do the work of God well. I'm not pleasing God. It means that the glory of God is gone. So some of you will go to the prophet and tell your glory has left you. Or they've hidden your glory under the sea. Why? Because you are not married. What is the basis? It's not good for man to be alone. The glory of a woman is the man. Hey, hello. All of these scriptures. So if you don't have a husband, woman, you don't have what? Glory. Nonsense. It's bad doctrine. That has made you so. Let's continue. Go. 
But he who is married, uh huh, cares about the things of what? The world, uh huh. How he may please his wife. In other words, marriage is cultural. Marriage is what? It's cultural. Please, listen carefully. Marriage is what? It is when the Christian marries, then they, in the marriage, make God the center of their marriage. Then it becomes a marriage that is filled with Christians. Then what it means is that God's first agenda of a wife, the family, marries God's wife. The church. Hey, are you here with me? Uh-uh, are you here with me? They become part of God's plan and agenda because they are Christians. But everybody who marries, listen, so far as they have married culturally, God accepts it as marriage. Even if they are idol worshippers. And your parents take the, the, this thing. What do you call it? The, the daughter or whatever. Don't they call it marriage? Huh? Don't, when you come to church, we say because you didn't come and do white wedding. So you are not married. Is that what we say? No. We all recognize the family marriage. Is that not it? So Paul says, you care about the things of the world. There are unbelievers who care for their children more than you do. They can buy them everything and they're, they're, they're so responsible husband. It doesn't make them Christians. It doesn't make them pleasers of God. Hello. Can I continue? How she may please her husband. Hello. And this I say for your own profit. Not that I may put a leash on you. Hey. I'm saying so too. I'm not putting a leash on you. Don't marry. I've not said that. Don't go and quote me anywhere. That pastor said we should not marry. I'm just trying to explain to you that what Genesis spoke about is not good for a man to be alone. Has nothing to do with marriage. Paul, uh, uh, Moses used it as the closest, say the closest. Illustration. Is that very clear? Yes. Of how God wants to establish his church. That is actually why he used it. Is that clear? Watch what he says. But for what is proper, and that you may serve the Lord without. I didn't say it. I didn't say it. The Bible said it. So marriage can become a, a distraction to, to what? To what? Oh, are you here? 
Look at me. Look at me. It can be a distraction. So for some of you who uh, your families make you feel terrible and, and, and they make you feel like you are not a human being because you are not married, may that yoke be destroyed. I said, may that yoke be destroyed. For some of you young, young guys that uh, 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 the devil is trying to push you into certain marriages. You know, I listened to Pastor Chris yesterday. I mean, some of those feet. It was, yes, uh, Pastor Chris, uh, saying that Charlie, one of the things that he has suffered about as a pastor is marriage. He says, there's no, he, he, he doesn't know, he cannot count. When it is about marriage and you counsel them, they will never listen. I said, hey, your experience is my experience. He said, he will be talking to the people and whilst he is talking to them, the moment he lands, and he, maybe he sees that, no, the two of you, you can't be together. If, if I look at you, and I, your ministry will suffer. By the time he will finish, say, Pastor, so our date is. <laughs> our date. So, and because it's a big thing culturally, if you are not married, it's a big thing. It's a big thing. The same people. When you get divorced too, they are the same people that will come after you. Are you here at all? Hey, are you here? The moment you get divorced, trouble. The same people. Because it is not the mind, it's cultural. We are not doing things the way God wants it done. We are doing it because culture has enslaved us. culture. So Paul is saying you can choose to marry so you don't sin. Or better still, you can choose not to marry so you can focus on God's mission. In other words, you can dedicate your life to his wife. His church. Glory to God. So both situations of course have unique struggles and hardships. Whether you marry, you don't marry, it comes with its own struggles and hardships. But no matter our current life situation, we are called to depend on God and faithfully follow him. Praise God. So you see, Moses in saying that God said, it is not good for, for man to be alone, is telling us God's intent to not be alone. In other words, he would replicate his body on earth. Him. Heaven on the earth. The church in the earth. So, as we see God in heaven, who is spiritual but visible, 
He wants to create people on earth just like him. He doesn't want to be alone. Oh, are you here with me? That is the church. That is the church. That's what Moses said from Genesis 1. Genesis 1, verse 1. In the beginning, God created the heavens. Hey, are you here? So, it's not tra-la like that, too. God created the heavens and the earth. No. Moses is telling you God's intention, God's purpose. He summarized it in one phrase. God's whole intention is to create an earth that is like heaven. That is the summary of, the, of scripture. The whole of scripture, Genesis 1.1. Are you here with me? And then he retreated it in Genesis 1, 26, 27. Then God said, let us make man in our image according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, over the cattle, over all the earth, over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male, female, he created them. Hello. So just as he is, that is heaven. John will say, 1 John 4, 17. So we are what? In the earth. Oh, hello. Matthew 6, 10. The same thing. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in. Is that Genesis 1-1? So what is God's will? What is God's will? The earth will be like where? The earth will be filled with his body just like he is. So heaven is the Elevated space. They exalt us. So as God is, so he wants men to be. So he is creating men in the multiple. So they will fill the earth. Praise God. First John 4, 17. Love has been perfected among us in this. Say in this, say in this, that we may be, we may have boldness in the day of judgment. Because, say, say it, as he is, mm -hmm, so are we in this world. Hey, are you here? As he is, so are we in this world. This is how loving God is. This is how unselfish he is. This is how self-sufficient he is. God does not suffer insecurity. Hmm. 
Can you believe this? Even when he has an intention and a purpose, he still gave us a will to choose. Whether we want to be in his kind or not. Whoever will it may come. Whoever will it. He doesn't force. So Moses was inspired to use marriage because of Christ's relationship with the church. Hello. Look at, let's see, let's see how other, these other beings were created. Look at it. Look at Genesis 2, 19 to 20. Let's all read, go. And out of the ground, the Lord God formed what? Every beast of what? The field. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And brought them unto Adam to see what he would call them. And whatever Adam called, mm-hmm. that was his name thereof. And, and Adam gave names to all cattle. Can you see how they were created? How were they created? They were formed from what? The ground. Is that very clear? Say they were formed from the ground. So watch this. So the difference here is but. But. Say but. Say but. Adam could not find his help meet among them. None of the living creatures was uh, creatures made out of the earth could help, could be a help meet for not possible. Say it's not possible. Creating after God's image and being created from the ground, they cannot be a help meet. They cannot be a help meet. Can you see the difference? Say they cannot be a help meet. They cannot be a help comparable. They cannot be a help suitable. And then, and then the, the, the big thing happens. Then the Lord caused a deep sleep. Say a deep sleep. To fall upon Adam. Hey. And he slept. Watch. And he took one of his ribs. Say one of his ribs. And closed up the flesh instead thereof. And the rib which the Lord God had taken from man, made he a woman, and brought her unto the man, and said, and Adam said, hey, this is now bone of my bone, flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman. Say woman. Because she was taken out of what? Wow. When you check the word rib in the Hebrew, shela, or the rib, hasela, it means side. Everybody say side. Don't forget, he was creating a comparable mate. That was why the word rib was used, side. Hey, are you hearing me? Go to Daniel.
7.5. Then I saw a second beast. And it looked like a bear. It was rearing up on one side. Hello? And it had three ribs. Say three ribs. In its mouth. Between its teeth. And I heard a voice saying to it. Get up. Devour the flesh of many people. The word ribs there. Is the word ill in. That actually references rib in the body. Can you see what it's called? It is called ill in. Say ill in. The one used in Genesis is called chela. And we've already done that. Chela is actually always referencing sites in the temple. When it is ribbed in the body, which is biological, it is called ill-in. When it is rib used as in illustration, for God building a temple just like himself, the word chela is used. So I am, I am still investigating just to let you know that it was nothing to do with marriage. So listen. What Moses was illustrating is that Eve, who is God's church, was not built with a fleshy material. It was built with a spiritual, just like the church. The church is built with a spiritual material. That's why he actually said that when he put it there, he put the flesh to cover it. If the rib, because the rib itself is flesh. Ah, are you here with me? Is rib not flesh? So why would he say that when he put it there, then he used flesh to cover it? Because it is also flesh. Ah, is marrow not flesh? So he's speaking not to rib us in the rib in your body. No, it was a typification. How Christ's church is built, how God is building his people. How God is building his church. Are you understanding me? Say the church is God's rib. That's God's wife. So when he said, Adam, help me. He was talking about Christ. The type of Adam and the woman. The type of the church. See, the woman is God's church. So the church is God's wife. The wife of Christ. As a matter of fact, the word there that was said. Now, Adam. It's Adama. Say Adama. 
This is the bone of my bone, the flesh of my flesh. She shall be called, she shall be called what? The word woman there is ish. Because she was taken out of the man. The man there is no more Adama. That man there is, hey, sorry. The woman is Isha, sorry. And then the man is Ish. So man, Ish, individual. So now for the first time, we see the name of the individual male man. Adam, Ish. She was taken out of the man. Are you here with me? And then the woman was named Isha. Isha, say Isha. So, men came out of Christ. Mankind. Out of mankind. Watch this. When he lay down and a deep sleep fell upon him. Eve was removed out of him to build. Eve is called Isha. The man is called Ish. Even the Muslims understand it. They call Christ Isa. That is Ish. And they call Aisha, which is the same thing, woman. So woman, when you say Aisha, it means woman. It's in reference to Christ and his church. Ish and Aisha. Christ and his church. So man and woman is the representation of Christ and what? His church. Isha. Isha. Or Aisha. So Christ church Is not a woman. <laughs> is that clear? Yeah. So when you see a woman, hey, you are Christ church. No. That's not mean. What it actually means is that woman has the power to multiplicate. Christ wants to multiply himself. So Christ will give the seed and the woman will multiply. <laughs> Is that very clear? <laughs> so the man gives the seed. The woman multiplies. So Christ has done everything. Eh? The ongoing work of Christ, his check does it. Multiplying itself. When you hear words like we are the children of God, he's not talking about we are the creation of God. We came from the woman, the church. 
we are now children. He that believed, he gave them the right to be called the children of God. As many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. All of those are, talk, are they are marriage terms. I will not leave you, nor forsake you. All of the, they are married terms. Are you getting the point? He's speaking about Christ and his church. He says, Israel is my bride. He's talking about Christ and his church. Ah, he says, I will be with you till the end of the age. When you, the great commission, Matthew 28, he's talking about Christ and his church. So the church is not the fashioning of man. It's God's own institution. He himself with his wife. And you have come out of it. You are a produce. Have you learned something today? All right. We'll continue on Wednesday. Grace, glorious grace, at the cross you called it finished. Thank you for listening to Grace Pills by Reverend Josh Lai, lead pastor, Caris Center International. We believe the word has begun a good work in you. May God's amazing grace lead you to a peaceful and joy-filled life. Caris Center International, living heaven on earth.